Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, dirtbags worldwide. Welcome back once again to the Dirtbag Dugout Podcast, episode 36 here now live to you. We have <laughs> we have at least one half of a World Series in place. Um this uh this episode should be dropping to you. I would say Saturday morning, uh, the twenty third, if not by uh, if not by noon, all local times. So, um, yeah, just really wanted to wait out game uh, game five that's going to be happening happening later on with um, you know the Dodgers and the Braves uh, to see how that series may or may not conclude. But I kind of wanted to take a step back because I know I know I'm I'm going in between you know, in between series and kind of halfway in between games. Um, So I didn't want to necessarily make a halfway point because I know we have the Astros regardless, but I know we still have to finish up the uh, the NLCS. So um, instead of focusing on that aspect, I think I'm really just going to start focusing this specific podcast on just the Astros in general and and how we got to this point it's it's time to kind of give them a little bit of of some flowers um unfortunately ladies and gentlemen I know as salty as some as some folks may be out there especially with the full season back you know um given that I mean yeah last year they were trounced out the year previous obviously the uh the Nationals beat them but you think about that, that was technically, if you want to say their, not really redemption year, but their first technical year of, of actually being clean or however you want to say it. Um, to think that this scandal in of itself is already five years old is mind-blowing. It only seems, you know, but a few season, maybe a season or two ago, that's how fresh it seems, but... Um, to think that some time has passed and you know with with the firestorm that it created and how the face of baseball in a sense changed how the overall conversation shifted uh the optics as well the black eye in general that that major league baseball kind of took took there for a minute um so within that in mind um we kind of have seen that shift. Like I said, just thinking about that black eye part, just kind of where we are now compared to that initial, how it really felt like, man, what's the league going to do? And I'm not saying that we're in a better place because obviously there, you know, no punishments, all that, you know, amnesty plays a huge part though in, in getting a full investigation and getting the full, the full breadth of, you know, whatever situation, if it's one team, if it's league wide, you know, if it's shared information amongst certain employees, you know, that trickles its way up to upper management, if it's from the top down, you know, I'm sure that there is certain things that the league is already doing, you know, that that they were already doing beforehand that they obviously had to adjust. I mean, you think about the Red Sox, Apple Watch, you know, Watchgate and all that. So there are different technologies as well that, that the league itself has to has to catch up with has to take into account has to almost go above and beyond in a sense but at the same time you know there will 
always be those that will try to find a way, will find a way, whatever. That's just in the nature of human nature. That's in the nature of the game. And in in a, in a for a quick second of devil's advocate, you know, if you ain't, you're not trying, if you're not cheating or, you know, basically, uh, I know that's not really even just saying that it just, ugh, see, I had to take a pause there. But like, I can understand that the, the overt desire to win, just screwing up your moral compass and just wanting to win so bad and wanting to, I get, I get that part of it. Like in that vein of trying to cheat just to win, like, no, my goal is to win. It's not to hurt anybody. It's not this, that it's just literally just so, you know, we can just skip the line or whatever. But at the end of the day, you have to live with that legacy. So, um, kind of getting back into what I was originally talking about with the overall success that they've had since that point, you know, that kind of has tarnished that in, in a, in a way, um, also playing with the chip on their shoulder in a way has helped the Astros, but in a way, like think how much more you could have accomplished even if you wouldn't have won that one, you might have won the other one against the Nationals. You may have, you know, who knows, who knows at what point. It's just, you know, you basically, I don't, like, in a sense, you you robbed the baseball world of that. And my biggest gripe of this, not even as a Dodgers fan, because I was fine with them winning when they did, because in my mind... It was an amazing series, you know, went through seven. It was one of the greatest series we'll probably see. I mean, just the back and forth and just how it felt. So to kind of feel robbed of that as well, to feel robbed of, you know, even for Houston, maybe, I mean, I've seen, I'm sure there's enough Houston Astros fans that hate it. And I know that there's enough that love it and don't care, but you know, in that sense, to be robbed of, of not only your first championship, you know, but just an overall championship, you know, kind of being robbed of that feeling in a sense, the legitimacy of that, even if you care or not, that's still, you know, that's just a fact. Um, it's just one of those things where, like I said, you just kind of have to live with that legacy. But moving forward, again, that tarnish, that tarnishes any kind of real success, because that's the thing, this this group was good enough. You did not have to do that. You were more than good enough. And you can see that moving forward, that even with offloading a couple of, you know, a couple of key players, you know, within their core, they're still obviously finding success, obviously having <laughs> now punched their ticket to their third World Series in five years, you know, basically starting the rumblings of Dynasty talk alongside maybe the Dodgers if they meet them there as well. So, you know, and also you have that that initial narrative going on as well with with the rematch and the redemption match. Um, But even that, see, the fact that that has to be a storyline, it can't just be, oh, hey, part two, because they met the first time. And, you know, it has to be a redemption. You know, it has to be this, even if it's not that way. I know there's a lot of conspiracy theorists that love to say MLB is pushing it this way, but like. Even in that sense, even for the media talk, even just for the clicks and likes and and for the sake of the argument, the fact that it even needs to be there is what I'm getting at. It's like, no, you guys would have been fine without it. You didn't need to do it. You still could have been in a place of of 
great success. And I'm glad that, you know, with removing AJ Hinch, you know, that, and, you know, I would say, I don't want to say revamping their system, but, you know, with the thorough washing through of it, it's, it's good in a sense, as far as baseball is concerned, it's like, okay, well, we know it's not talent. You know, it's just literally, you just got your hands caught in the cookie jar. You know, it wasn't, even though I don't want to get into the whole steroids argument because that's a completely different argument. And that's one that's more across the board, across the league versus one individual team, you know, finding their specific way to take advantage of 30 other, you know, all all 29 other teams. So that's definitely apples to oranges in that argument. Um, definitely why, like I said, I want to be careful about how, how I'm trying to go about this. But my general, again, my general stance is that they didn't, that they are a good team. They earned their way to the series legitimately this year. I would like to hope, <laughs> but in all seriousness, the level of overall success that their organization has had. I mean, you think about it, you have these multi hundred loss seasons, you know, you had to shuffle around a lot of, a lot of, um, I don't want to say management or, or not key players, but I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of, of Astro legends, you know, we were looking for, you know, that next set of, you know, to, to take the next generation in. So I know that time had been, had been long sought after, so to see these these gentlemen be homegrown, drafted well, farmed well, and to see their success basically from day one, you know, from their, you know, we think about this, um, this is about 10 years going now. I mean, if you think about this, this was in the early 2010s, like I said, when these, when these players were first being drafted, you know, these, uh, these moves were already being set in place roughly a decade ago. So to see the fruits of that labor kind of goes to show you not only what the management saw, what they, I mean, obviously what they projected, but in a sense of what they, what they saw, they could put together and, you know, create something that would be longstanding. And again, it's just unfortunate that you have this mark on, on an otherwise great, stretch of baseball just it's it's unfortunate that this has to be the story moving forward but i am glad to see in that sense that they were able to turn it around and that they have sustained success however i still hope that they get stomped out but you know again that's not a team that you want to trifle with again they've earned their way um but it's just it's just tough it's just a tough pill to swallow because it's bittersweet because you know that they've earned it. And I know I keep going in circles, but that's basically what it is. You keep coming back to that circle logic where it's like, yes, I, okay, fine. They're good enough. But if they, if they just couldn't, uh, if they just didn't like, uh, if they just wouldn't, you know, it's just one of those things that, that even the baseball community is going to be a hard pill to swallow because they will sustain success. They're still going to be successful. I, I predict them to, to, if, even if they fall short this year, if that doesn't make them even hungrier next year, then I don't know what will. I mean, obviously we have the free agency uh, winter to to deal with and, uh, you know, see where, where we come out on the other side of uh, 2022. 
but overall, you got to think that this Houston team is is definitely going to be hungry regardless of what side they come out of of the uh, World Series. So, you know, I I don't really see them slowing down at least for another couple of years. So again, a scary team, not something to be trifled with. Not one, not really a team that um, I would say their offense is there. They have they have the arms there as well. Um, they have the attitude, they have the culture. I mean, like I said, I know that there's some, some great Astros fans out there that can attest to, to the good side of Astros baseball. So like I said, definitely don't sleep on this team. This isn't, um, you know, basically this is the, the Houston Astros podcast for us for a minute, you know, for, uh, for an episode, but, um, I would, I would be, I would be remiss, I guess, if I didn't mention that aside from Carlos Correa in the whole watch situation, himself, Jose Altuve, Yuli Gurriel, basically the whole lineup has been has been phenomenal. Like I said, from top to bottom, the lineup, the arms, the bullpen, everybody's been solid. The only the only question moving forward, I guess, for the Astros would be whether Korea, you know, whether he chooses to stay, free agency. Obviously you hear all these rumblings of Korea to the to the to the Yankees and I'm not I'm not sure if that's really gonna materialize, but I mean it's always nice to see the Yankees love to flash their purse and think that they're gonna buy everybody, which I mean it may it may very well happen, but it may be a crazy winner. But I think another um interesting development could be one Kendall Graveman who uh I don't want to say put the team on his back in a way but definitely helped helped uh alleviate as far as the bullpen is concerned you know alongside their other arms so you know seeing one of those one of those bullpen uh, arms be uh up for a pending free agency you know you got to see it's not only you know the more prominent marquee name but also you know some other side pieces that you know may not make the limelight the everyday MLB network headlines but you know can still you know produce and contribute greatly to the overall success that the Astros have had so look for that in two different ways you know obviously the main story in this way but you know you also have another arm that may be leaving alongside you know whether or not they decide to uh, to trade try to draft up what have you so I think that that's something that uh We'll probably delve into more alongside whatever, you know, all 30 teams are doing uh, once free agency, you know, is officially, you know, commenced with the conclusion of the series in the World Series. So, uh, you know, in due time, we will see how things develop. Um, Not only for that, uh, like I said, not only for the Astros, but for the rest of the league. And obviously that's going to be in response to you know, whoever's lifting that trophy at the end of the, uh, you know, basically within a, within a week or two's time. So, um, yeah, like I said, that's basically going to be for another podcast. And, um, I'm just really excited to see how we're going to get there as far as, uh, episode 37, uh, maybe with the conclusion of tonight's game, uh, if we obviously get a game seven, uh, I might throw in another pod. Uh, I'm not quite sure how the rest of this week is really going to shape up. You know how this weekend's going to shape up. So uh, look for episode 37 to kind of be the wild card as far as, you know, depending on how the next 24 hours go for 
for the uh, postseason. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for today. Like I said, I'm pretty much looking forward to seeing how that shapes up to uh, see how we're going to do 37. And then uh, 38 will probably be that uh, either pre... Well, I guess 30, 37 is the pre-World Series. So I guess 38 would probably be either mid-series. Uh, 39 might be post. 40 might be free agency. And, and we might call that a wrap for season one of the uh, the podcast. So that's kind of how I'm projecting it uh, so far. Uh, we might go one or two you know, to the left or the right, uh, either, you know, short, we'll go over under, I guess, for, uh, for you betters out there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for today. We'll, uh, we'll see what tonight brings us. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So as always, uh, I always appreciate the love, the follows, likes, comments, all that good stuff. Uh, I got a lot of exciting stuff coming up for season two for you guys. So I'm really looking forward to how these next couple of episodes kind of just finalizes first season how this first season wraps up uh first season back for baseball and the first season as far as this uh podcast is is concerned so um again i appreciate the love uh so far and the support and you know like i said again i'm i'm really excited for what season two is going to bring for um you know my co-hosts for any guests we may have you know just really fleshing this thing out and uh having you guys along for the ride is uh is much appreciated. So, uh, yeah, until then, stay tuned, dirtbags.